Hello and a very warm welcome to This Woman's Work, a space where you can hear and read about some amazing women, the fantastic jobs they do and the paths that have led them to where they are today. So I'm here today with Tash. Hi Tash. Hello. Um, in your own words, could you tell our lovely listeners what it is you do? Well, I am a yoga and Pilates teacher, teach meditation as well, and I have a studio called The Loft, um, housed at the Rutland Nursery in Mountain. Fantastic. So, you've only recently moved to that, you've just changed premises. Yeah. Um, so, how long have you been doing this? How long have you been a qualified yoga teacher. and Pilates? Yeah. Um, I've been teaching Pilates for as long as I can remember, like probably uh-huh. 20 years. And that was, and then yoga was always my dirty little secret that I did <laughs> on the side. And no one, you know, it was always my little sort of, yeah, side, uh, yeah, sort of thing. And um, so I've only been teaching, teaching yoga for about five years, uh-huh. but I've been practicing yoga for about 14 years. Right. Yeah. So what made you go down the Pilates route more than yoga then to start with? In the beginning, uh, so I was in my early 20s, um, I wanted originally to be a dancer and that didn't happen um, and I injured myself and it was the physio that uh, the primary sort of rehab was Pilates ah. and I thought it was fascinating and it got me back on, you know, fit and strong again and I didn't really know what I wanted to do outside of dance and I thought well I'll just try I'll just I'll give that a go and I sort of went into you know the teacher training for for that you know forever ago um and uh yeah I trained as a Pilates instructor sort of in my early 20s movement has always been my passion so it's more moving you know in whatever capacity so I'm always I love dance and that's still a massive feature in my life now um but yeah, just moving my body and seeing what it is capable of in whatever capacity. So I have lots of lots of movement passions outside of my job. Yeah. You know, climbing or hiking, bike, whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. So just pushing your body and seeing. Yeah, and doing lots of different. Yeah, lots of different things, or giving anything that's uh, active a go. You know, which I thoroughly enjoy, especially being if I get the opportunity to be outside. Um, yeah. Fantastic. Okay. So if we track way back then, yeah. so Tash, school, college, anything unusual in that period of your life? I left school at 16, back then we could leave at 16, 16, 16 and I had no idea, I wanted to dance but it didn't happen, so I didn't really know, you know, what I wanted to do, so I did lots of things, you know, dancing clubs and, you yeah. know, uh, worked in shops and cafes, you know, lots yes. and lots and lots of things. Yeah. Um, until I was until I had an injury and then ended up training as a as a Pilates instructor and just fell in love with it. I loved the the ethos of strength and stability being your foundation. So it had a big mantra for life, you know, yeah. uh, strength in your center. I liked his um, ideologies and um, yeah, it sort of my cat's just hello. Cat's <laughs> just oh. come in. Hello, Fruit. Pets seem to be a reoccurring theme oh, in this. We've no. had a few dogs. Oh wow. Oh, sorry, he's like a little mess. Um, I dug. I digress. Um, yeah, and it wasn't until much later that I sort of found yoga and would sort of sneak off. So I ended up doing um, Pilates for my body, strength and stability, and yeah. yoga really for my mind. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So what you get physically from yoga is really just a byproduct of 
the peace in the the, the mind. It's piece. so true, isn't it? So where did you train then? Where did you? So way back when Pilates, I trained with a guy called Alan Herdman, okay. who brought Pilates from America to uh, the UK in the seventies. Wow! He was okay. a dancer, so I was very lucky to be able to train with him. And he... did you seek him out, or was it just? I was just. Re- I was told that he, he was, was the, the person. He was the guy at the time. Yeah. yeah. Um, and he'd sort of taken the technique. Um, which would be more, which we'll talk about, more of a uh, Joe Pilates classical technique, which is much more akin to how it was taught in America. And when he brought it to the UK, he um, had that element to it, which we'll, we can talk about. Um, but he then went more of um, down the sort of clinical physio route with it. So right. more what he would call at the time remedial Pilates. Okay. So laying your foundations yeah. and your Lego bricks of stability from which you can then throw yourself around and do circus tricks and all sorts of fun stuff so it was much more sort of and that's how i found it sort of post-injury right that sort of that sort of understanding of the body which sort of laid me in really good foundations um for uh training later on so i then went to america to um train with a company called or a, a school called power pilates and then i learned the classical, as what we would say, as Joseph Pilates originally intended it to be, his system, right. and um, and I did uh, all of his, uh, you know, his mat work and his uh, equipment um, training, and then I had two sort of angles of. I sort of felt like I'd had the whole sort of the two angles of approach. Yeah. So if somebody came to me with an injury, I'm not a physiotherapist, but I can work with them to then hopefully move them out of that. Uh, place and then get them moving again and then the classical system which is a lot of fun and it's very flowy and um yeah fluid he was a boxer so it was very much it was a workout so people in the uk would be like what do you mean you're sort of actually like you get, getting a bit sweaty or actually moving on yeah. we, we do but in the uk the system was it's much slower it's much more um it's much more about control and precision yeah. and they'd sort of taken the flow element out of it, which is not wrong. It's just a different approach. And yeah, uh, in, in America, they still teach it. It's very much the classical, classical system as Joe Pilates originally intended it. And uh, it has uh, yeah, a flow and fluidity to it, which yeah. means you get moving a lot more, yeah, which has yeah. kind of um, has a different feel in the body, you know? Yeah. And so how long were you in the States for? Oh, not long. Uh, only about three weeks because I'd already done. It was more like it was a bridging program at yeah. the time because I'd already yeah. got like my... intensive kind Yeah, of... that's exactly right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, okay. Um, and were you when you came back from all of this, did you straight away start instructing? Did you... Have you worked at different places? What's been your kind of, I guess, employment journey with it then? Yeah. Um, well, at the time, I, I was living in London. So I was very fortunate. There was lots of studios in London. So I got to teach in a lot, you know, lots of different places and the Harbour Club in, you know, some, you know, oh, fab. some yeah. nice places in London yeah. that I got to teach, which was lovely. Um, uh, yeah, the Hale Clinic was also quite a well-known um, sort of therapy centre yeah. on, on a, a Portland Crescent. So I got to teach in some nice places. And then from there, when I'd had a few years of getting a good foundation under my belt, I then went to sort of work as a self-employed person and build up my sort of client base but in, in London, London in yeah. London and I was very fortunate that I was able to meet and work with you know 
lots of influential people that you know where wow. I was able to to build my sort of my private client practice really yeah so that's what I did for, for for many years you know yeah gosh and then what brought you up to, to the Midlands then so I met my now ex-husband yeah I mean essentially we had our son in London yeah when he was two I, I just didn't want to do the school Thing in, thing in London. Still got a lot of friends. I go there a lot and I love it, but I didn't really want to um, bring my son up in the, with school pressures and yeah, in a big city. Yeah. So we came back here. Originally, we're from Nottingham. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay. So we came back here and um, we moved to near Grantham because my son, my husband, could then still commute back to uh, London. London. For work. Yeah. Yeah. His office is still there and. Um, yeah, I was up here with, with our son. And did you set up straight away as your own place, or were you? What were you doing when you first moved? When up? I came up here, yeah. No, I uh, essentially stopped teaching. Okay. So yeah, I um, yeah, I didn't um, I didn't teach for quite a while actually. Cause I had a wow, two year old, so I didn't yeah. know anyone. Yeah, no friends. Gosh. Yeah. No so job. you've gone from this really busy, like. All in, you know, influential kind of, and then up here no. to go and do what you want to do. No, that was that. I think that was the, you know, to work a little bit uh, earlier about being impulsive. I'm yeah. like, yeah, that's a great idea. We'll go and move in a, into a cottage in the country with a baby. With a baby, yeah. And then I moved. I went. I've left my job, my business, my friends, your whole network, my whole network, and I'm in a village and I know no one. <gasps> And my husband is working a lot away. You know, this yeah. is quite a common it story. Is. It is. So I'm not really unusual that my husband was built at the time building up his business in London and from scratch. And so, uh, yeah, I, I, so I didn't, I, I sort of didn't teach. And also, this is really interesting. At the time when I moved here, there were no Pilates studios at all up here. There wasn't even much yeah. knowledge or understanding of what Pilates was yeah. up here. It was fascinating. And I'd come from London where they're on pretty much on every street corner. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And up here, there just wasn't any. I so mean, you couldn't even go to a class. Couldn't go to a class, couldn't find a class, couldn't yeah. find a teacher. Could barely. I mean, you could find a bit of yoga, you know, a little bit. And my, yeah. my particular style was Ashtanga. I had to go to Newark. I found one, oh one person in Newark. And, the, you know, there were no Ashtangis around here. And it's only just now, in the last handful of years, that I can find that style of yoga. So, you know, talking to somebody about my sore self-practice was like, no one had a clue. No. So it was really interesting that, yeah, the not just the shift of not knowing anyone, but the things that you're used to finding yes. easily. Well, for someone you've described as something, I, just, I, loved mo I love moving, I love yeah. doing all this stuff. And then suddenly... Not available. Gosh, your world has completely changed. Yeah, it was really, it was really interesting. I didn't have, you know, dogs or, you know, to, you know, go, you know, you just, oh, no, go for yeah, a dog walk, yeah. whatever, and you meet people. Uh, yeah, so it was, and then I sort of uh, did that, you know, maybe, you know, groups, or my son started a, a Montessori nursery. Yes, yeah. And then I met a couple of nice ladies, and then I met a couple of sort of, what I, exactly that, that sort of, mums that you didn't really connect with and you're thinking what have I done I don't know what I've done I don't get I don't get this I don't get this 
Yeah, what am I going to do? What am I meant to do? I'm supposed to be like in this joyous bubble, and I'm not really. Yeah. You know, so yeah, it was it was a it was a tricky time, but that's really why I didn't teach for for a while, and then actually a couple of mums went, oh come on, get back on the horse, you know. Really? Yeah. So I started teaching from my lounge. Oh wow! Yeah. So really natural, really organic. Yeah, just really random, and I just, and they sort of didn't force me into it, but kind of yeah, did you know? Worst you. Yeah, like yeah, 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 yeah. Kind of went, come on. Um, and so I just started teaching small groups from my living room. Wow. Yeah. And then I eventually, um, we built an annex and eventually I built a studio. Yeah. And eventually I then started teaching again um, up here. Wow. You know, yeah. But again, it was pretty much, it was on a part-time, yeah. part-time basis, um, really, um, fitting very much around, you know, having a little boy. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of what happened. Gosh, I'm now picturing this house with a yoga studio annex. I'm thinking, whoever owns that now? I mean, what are they doing with that space? Oh, it's, it'll be a man cave of something. It'll be like a <laughs> cinema or something like that. Well, yeah. yeah, totally. Uh, gosh, okay, so from there then, um, is that then up, you, you then shifted to... I mean, what brought you to the, the loft in Oakham to start with then? Did you just see it or...? The loft in Oakham, well, essentially, me, my marriage broke down. Yeah. And that was essentially um, a sort of, you know, from having, always being self-employed and always um, having my own business, you know, prior to having my son. Um, and then when me and my husband separated, I need to then teach again properly. Yeah. Get back, a job. Get, yeah. I need to get back working again. Yeah. Um, I had two choices. You sort of rent the village hall. Yes, and you know yeah. do that and I and I thought oh, I've never had I've never had my own space and I thought maybe we can we'd, we'd come through Covid which was obviously you know challenging for everybody on many many levels and I missed being with people I taught online through Covid right. which was okay it's all right it's okay it, it served a really good purpose and I see where it has value um I really like being with people. I'm a people person mm. and I love connection, community. And that's really my why, I love, you know, yeah. Bringing people together. Everyone's welcome in my house. It's all, all inclusive yeah. house. Um, and so I thought I'm going to give it a go. So absolutely nail the truth be known, nail biting. I don't know how to run a business. All I know how to do is uh, sit in front of people and deliver how to teach a class that's my big passion i love it getting people moving and being um joyful and happy in their own home that's you know their physical home um and that's what i love yeah however there's this whole other side to it that is oh now you've got to know how to do accounting and marketing and social media well, now you physically set your space up set I mean, your space yeah. up and design it and insurance yeah. so i've never done that before so it's a little bit of baptism of fire yeah i've studio mark one i made so many mistakes and so many um huge you know failures um, that I'm now sort of un- unpicking, esen- yeah. essentially. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, so that's what I would say, that it's um, it's a big passion, but it's a massive learning curve for me, like a huge, steep, you know, yeah. hold on to your hats, here we go. You didn't throw in the towel? I'm, no, impulsive. You're not a quitter? I'm not going to give up, no, no. And I've got it, even though it's, a, it's sort of like, yeah, I've got a big vision for sort of what I see... Um, 
is possible to bring to community yeah you know because at the moment we're sort of in this it's really interesting the well-being industry because you either sort of like me- member of a gym which yeah. is like fine or like a you know a, a, like a fancy club you know or, or what have you or you go to the village hall and i was like okay this is not going to be um just another yoga studio i want it to be a well-being space where you don't have to subscribe lot, lot, you know lots and lots of money every month you can come and go yeah but you still feel in part of the community and you have somewhere lovely to be at whatever point in your you know your week yeah and feel included and part of something and where we have we're going to grow you know wellness offerings that give you an opportunity to or go off i don't Oh, can you do? Oh, what? I don't know what that is. I want to give that a go. Maybe yeah. that brings something to my world and see what we can help you with. Even though the studio, Mark One, it had only been there for a year and a quarter, but I got had the opportunity to to move it to where it is now. To where it is now. And even though that was quite an impulsive decision because I was only just sort of getting the ground running at the first location, it's a bit of a risk, really. And the possibilities of where we are at the nursery in the future as we grow yeah, yeah. are it's to be near nature to yes. be it's very special it's a very special location and um yeah we have the possibility to get people back to nature and get people exploring how they feel in a place of beauty which we're very lucky that this is where we live yeah. you know and we can then offer it to you know offer it to as many people as possible and uh my sort of meditational mantra or strap line it keeps always coming up is making things local sustainable and affordable so yes we've all got a pair of bills yeah my biggest like again another huge passion or why is making sure that the offerings have either got something that's for community where it's anyone's welcome yeah um, as in it's not charged yeah or stuff goes to a local charity something you know this is what we're sort of building at the moment um or workshops things that we just keep on offering for community where everybody has an opportunity to do it you know so in terms of being qualified then you've obviously gone down quite a specific route with qualifications for somebody maybe starting out now yes is there some question there's lots of different courses and and things you can do are there any either you'd recommend or you'd have you'd recommend to avoid I would say... So, so you say it costs money, everything else. Yeah, it's, it's tricky are expensive. Know. It's really true. Even now, even, you know, when I look to carry on with my um, continued professional yeah. development, it's it's not always easy to navigate which way you want to go. You know, you've got to be very clear on your why. Yeah. Um, and I would say that would be my best bit of advice is to just have a really good understanding of... Uh, what your passion is what you want to teach because it's easy to get pulled in lots of different directions yeah and know what it is is, you know um like we have a variety of different teachers at the last and they teach very different in different ways and all i would say is you need to know what resonates with you um and really tap into that so i would probably say if you wanted you know i really would like to be a yoga teacher Make sure you've tried lots of different kinds of classes, you know, lots of different things and see what really, really resonates with you Yeah. Um, before you choose. Because it is, it is a, a, a financial outlay. It's quite a lot of money to, to choose a teacher training, you know. Um, 
and you can go on residentials you can go somewhere and have intensive you know you could stay there for one or two months you could be very traditional go to india yeah. depends you or you could go more down the sort of modern science route of it you know it just depends which way you want to look at it or how you want to deliver um a, a, a the experience yeah, yeah the experience yeah. you know it's not a right or wrong it's just what is right for you right for you gosh that's got to be key yeah because with something like this if somebody was teaching something they weren't really didn't really believe in it would be really obvious surely yeah i think i think so it's like uh yeah if somebody's just reading words off a page you yeah. can you can feel it and you can feel if somebody's uh doing just it going through just the motions going through the motions and i think mm. it's a bit of a shame because it's such a uh, a beautiful thing to share with someone yeah. if it's not coming you know from your heart or from somewhere that you really resonate with yeah it takes a bit of time to figure that out yeah gosh Okay, um, what, what specific set of skills do you think you have that make you good at yoga and Pilates and being a, a teacher of it as well? What, my, my superpowers it's like, in it's teaching. Like, like Liam Mason, what, I've got a very specific set of skills. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> a very specific set I of love skills. It. You've got to be a people person. Yeah, I've got to like people. <laughs> You've got to like, I like people. touching people. No, You've got, exactly, people. yes, in the appropriate manner. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, yeah, I think a good communicator. Yeah. Non-judgmental. Uh, you know, you've got to be able to put yourself aside and be very open. Um, yeah, I think they're the sort of the, the, found, the, the, you know, the basic foundations of what it means to be, a, you know, I'm, I'm going to kind of try to avoid good or bad because yeah. it's, you know, good teacher or bad teacher. I would probably say, um, yeah, whether somebody is a, uh, comes from the heart you know, a good communicator. Yeah. And you were always like that, do you think, even in your younger versions, or is this something... Because we're always on, always on a journey, aren't we? Yeah, so. it's certainly evolved, Yeah, you know. Yeah, it's certainly evolved over time. But I've, yeah, I've You've always, always liked people. Always loved being with people. I like community. I like being with people. I love seeing Mary's... Just, you know, Mary, whatever student... Her, their journey from that how they start to see how they evolve and what they can see is unfolding in them yes. and what that might mean out of the studio yeah. so you can come to a 60 minute class which is lovely it's your time but it's what that translates to when you walk out the studio yeah. in your life what it brings to your world what that space that time that energy that effort that you get from your teacher what it then brings to your world outside the studio yeah wow Okay, so not what again. I wanted to focus on the negative, yeah. but so the flip side of that, what what personal challenges do you think you have? Obviously, we've talked a little bit about <laughs> the business, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, do you really like business? Yeah, um, yeah. Do you think you have that make that you struggle with a little bit? Um, there's always a little a little bit of which I uh, I meditate that a little bit of that imposter syndrome, like oh, are they going to catch me out? Yeah. I can't do this. It's more to do with running the whole idea of the loft and the whole yes. having a space, you know, rather than me. I've always you know built a business but worked for myself and just turned up, done done my thing and and yeah. left. 
all very lovely. But now I'm like, oh my goodness, now I've got a shop window and it's like there out for the world to see. Yeah. Oh my, it's taken me a long time to be comfortable enough to put myself on social media. Yeah. And I'm only, I'm starting to do it now because that's the, our, this is the billboard of the modern world and this is, is what we have to do. It's how people search for everything. It's now. how people search for everything. Um, but being brave enough to be honest about who I am as a teacher. So, because, um, you know, I might not resonate, you know, not everybody resonates with everyone and that's yeah. okay. And that's yeah. why we have different kinds of teachers for different styles, vibes, energy, what where you are. And different times in, you know, one day you might need a really strong, energetic class. One day you might just need to lie, and lie down and just yeah. meditate. It depends on where you're at. Um so yeah there's a little bit of like oh my goodness are they gonna figure out i can do this oh. <laughs> it's a bit definitely that's that's a, a, definitely a bit of a struggle <laughs> and i'm gonna say a really reoccurring theme of this of the people i've interviewed because a lot of these women same with me it's being self-employed um the imposter syndrome comments come really? up a lot yeah and i don't and i i hate to say it, is this us as women doubting ourselves in a Huge way thing. that men just don't uh, men are just a bit more gun ho and stuff, I think. But equally, we think beyond, don't we? So we're thinking, of, oh, you and I, we're thinking about our kids and the responsibility and stuff. Yeah. So, and obviously, we feel responsible for the people. Yeah. You know. So yeah, it's uh, it is a really reoccurring theme. So it's huge. I um, yeah, spend as most uh, women in marriages that they're looking after their children. I spent many many years. Uh, forgetting I might have had some value to yeah. offer and then so then when it is like now go out into the world and get on with it again I, and I was like oh, I've done this for years yeah god you know self-doubt it's self-doubt like can be crippling. it's yeah so I literally for the last year that is a huge that's a that's my they're my struggles or worries yeah. or concerns like I've got no idea I know kind of what I want to do how to do it <clears throat> I don't know if I can if it's going to be possible if I'm gonna you know all of those things I don't think we ever do like you it's not like ah oh, and da da I got, I got over myself it's an it's an ebb and flow it's yeah. it changes all the time and your emotions and your feet it's a it's a backdrop that changes all the time and the whole idea of meditation, it's not possible to... I mean, if I had a pound for every time I said, I can't meditate, my head's too busy, or I've got too many, you know, there's too much... Or am I, and you're, that's what the mind is. We're not supposed to blank the mind or complete, okay. empty the mind. So it's a time and a place, then. It's, it's not, yeah. not, you know, that's not the goal. Um, it's observation and to be and find the awareness. And then eventually, the more we sit still with ourselves... And, ha and cultivate that practice and that yeah. present moment awareness over time you get more you get more spaciousness you get more um clarity and more intuition and, and a break and a bit a, of a break, and a break from my own head and a break which is really amazing like it's really wonderful you know and that's why yoga is a nice um a really beautiful way in because you get to use your body as your tool to yes. do that yeah, that's exactly why I love it because I'm focusing on my body and yeah. what my body's doing, not the, the not weird stuff going around in my exactly. head. Exactly. So that's why yeah. it's a really great backdoor into that peacefulness that you can get with your practice. <sighs> okay. Um, what's been the absolute best part of all of it? And it could be even be there might be multiple things. 
So when you're teaching in London, is there a best thing that happened to you or best part and best thing now? Wherever you want to take that question. Best part of, I mean, um, met some beautiful people, like wonderful, you know, like genuinely the most amazing people. And you, you naturally then find your tribe, you know, and of all different walks of life, all different um, types of people, which I find really joyous and uh, inspiring to hear their stories and where they've come from. Yeah. And so I love that. I love that part of uh, what I do. And um, I love the um, work-life balance. I love that it gives me freedom and choice. So they're the, the you know, the best, the, the most best amazing things. things about this is that I get the the choice to set my own schedule, timetable, yeah. how I teach, when I teach, what I teach, which is, um, it's a luxury really. It's a yeah. real, it's a real gift to be able to do that. You know, yeah. I'm very grateful that I can. Um, and again, I don't want to focus on the negative here, but it's just to give someone a feel of, <laughs> of kind of the highs and the lows. Cause yeah. like you saying, yeah, it's, yeah. It, life is a journey. It is. Yeah. I guess what's been the things you've struggled with the most since since setting up the law yeah or kind of yeah because oh, I've written this down as the worst part but that just sounds so negative yeah, now I'm talking yeah. to you <laughs> but do you know what I mean it's kind of like I guess it's well it's balance it's the yin yeah. and the yang there's the always yang, the, yeah. the, the positive sorry, sorry there's always the positive yeah. and the negative so there's always the yeah the 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 light and the dark yeah. of each each thing or every opportunity or everything that I think um yeah the worst the worst parts for me are kind of having an having a vision but not having a not having a clue how to do it yeah so that's the truth yeah going i know what i want to do but now i'm going to mumble and a fumble through the dark until i figure out how to do it so that's not like the most fun one can have in a day because the easy the much easier option for me and this is why yoga teachers do this because it's much calmer is you rent the village hall yeah. and you, you know, promote your class and you get your, because yeah. you still get the same feeling you, you're teaching, you get community and blah, blah. Um, so, uh, yeah, the worst part for me was, uh, yeah, kind of, it's a bit, I can't even say it's arse about it, going, I'm going to, I'm going to have this lovely space for community, but how I go about growing it you know developing it i don't didn't know so that was it's kind of sort of sleepless it's almost the scary it's not worse it's, it's the scary, scary it's that's the scary yeah super super scary it didn't scare you enough to stop you though no it didn't and um yeah i just thought i'd rather i'd always rather give it a go and fail miserably and hand back the keys and go well i, I tried my best yeah you know rather than just going back to what i've always you know i, I wanted yeah. a new growth uh, to yeah. my life and my world, you know, yeah. and also being scary or worst, uh, doing it as as you can sort of um, empathise with as a single mum starting a business from scratch has had um, probably detrimental sides to my parenting. Yeah, because I've not had the in the first year the opportunity to be as present as a parent. Yeah, which makes me uh, disappointed and sad. Yeah. But that's changed, you know, that's yeah. now changing. I'm coming out the other side. Yeah. We're, we're finding balance again yeah. with that. So they're probably like the, the negative elements yeah. that would be different for other people. You know, their journey would be different. But that was just my, that's my experience because, you know, in, in, in a very short, in a year, I, um, you know, got divorced, moved house and started a business. 
gosh. So, yeah. It's a lot. It was a lot in one year. Yeah, you it know. was a lot in one year. Mm. Um, odd question, and I can I can cut this out uh, if needs be, mm-hmm. but we just talked about this earlier about mm. money, really, because, mm. you know, clearly you're not driven by money in this respect. No. You're trying to create something. Yeah. Um, but, but we've got to pay our bills. Yeah, we've got to pay our bills. Yeah. And like you say, so it's... And I think with... Gosh, I'm asking everyone a similarish question, and it's tricky because when you are self-employed, a lot of it is well, depends how much you want to work. Yeah, you know, in this instance, how much you want to teach, how yeah. many classes you want to do. Yeah. It's, a, it's a numbers game, it's a volume game. Yeah. Um, but is there an element of the more you experience, you are, the more qualified you can charge more? What is what's that kind of yes. financial growth? Sorry, if you don't mind me asking. No, that's absolutely yes. But there's still a bit of a cap on how much somebody, even if you, you know. I, I can still in a low, you look at your you yoga mark, Pilates master. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, there's still, you know, it would be, you have to in this industry, you go down the route of um, putting teacher training programs together and schools together. And that's okay. really how then you start to expand your income potential. Because, like, you know, unless you're like, uh, you know, it's almost franchising you're talking about. A, li- you start... a little bit like that, I would say, you know, where I went to train, you know, to be a pilates teacher if you're then writing manuals to uh for training programs that's where you can really start to earn a lot more money but again that's it's it's an avenue of is that what you want to do is that what resonates with your soul you know rather than just you want to earn some money exactly i think um i really wanted um, my son's going to be i'm going to be in this area until you know until my son leaves school so um i wanted to be able to be with people in a space i love that yeah. but again it only i can only charge so much for a class yeah or a private lesson and i would charge the maximum that i could you know for a for a private lesson so you there, there is a, a there is a cap still on what you can charge but then you could make more money if you do sort of online programs or online courses. There's that road yes. that you could go yeah. down, um, which again in the future, not uh, necessarily teaching, but I will still probably start doing um, on meditation. Oh, gosh, I was going to ask that actually. Yeah, it's minute. just because yeah. it's more my, um, I really love uh, teaching meditation and doing guided meditation. Yeah. So, you know, every class I teach in yoga, I always do, um, yeah, a bit of meditation at the end. Yeah. And, um, yeah, it's a big, again, a big passion of mine to see, to watch grown-ups allow themselves a moment to unplug themselves from the world, the matrix, the, you know, the busyness, to actually watch them drop into another state is, it's really And can you feel that then? Feel it, you can see it really it's incredible and then i feel terrible at the end because i have to get them to i feel like i just want to wrap them all in sleeping bags and let them sleep yeah because my, you've got to wake them up you've got to get then them i've out. got to bring them back around and send them home and i don't want to yeah. i know so uh yeah you so there's lots of avenues that you can can go down to earn some money yeah little streams of income definitely and i think definitely for what i would say younger teachers that have maybe flexibility about where they go they could yeah definitely do much more teaching online and you know um do programs like that and then yeah their capacity for how many you get because online you don't in my studio i can fit 14 people that's because that's just how many mats i can fit in there and that's the maximum space uh, you know available but if you're online you can probably have 
30, you know, probably 30 people. Maybe. Well, also, surely, and then if you're recording it, people can pay a smaller fee to yeah. watch it later, yes. can't they? Yes, so there's, there are, there's lots Little of things. Yeah, lots of ways. This is like, this is the modern world, you know? And I'm like, wow, technology. And I'm not very technologically minded at all. You know, I got my first laptop at the age of 42. <laughs> I swear to you. So I'm literally, wow. I know. I've just never had much interest in technology. Wow. So now, Do you know what? You're learning. probably gonna you'll survive while we all the rest of us are alive. <laughs> I'm, I'm convinced. Learning. I'm, I'm convinced. Oh dear. Okay, so what's next? So um I do yeah, I'm working on sort of collaborative collaborations, which again I really, really enjoy doing. So bringing my skills with you know, another wonderful person's skills and then piecing uh events workshops Brilliant. yeah um me and um, another teacher and the lovely lady that i do uh, sound baths with um so we've got a little project that i'm yeah i'm going to hang fire on talking okay. about but that will it'll we'll have our first one in um look a little well-being party wow yes me and my one of my best friends um We've always loved dancing and partying. Now I'm getting older. I like to drink. You know, it's more. I like to drink less, and you know, go to bed early. Right, <laughs> exactly. So like, let's do a, de- a well be like a like a daytime party. So oh, we love. Okay. You know, I like teaching yoga to uh, dance music and all sorts of you know craziness, and uh, yeah, collaborating with Reiki and sound baths and oh like. So it's going to be like a de- you know, yeah. So in December our first we'll have our first one and then with a view to do much bigger uh outside daytime you know well-beingy parties wow. you know on the uh on the water which is the, oh my gosh you know that's my you're just basically going to solve my whole social life problems aren't you <laughs> well when I saw, when I first saw the the nursery I was like well you do this outside space and they were like oh no no I'm like well can I put my yurt there my TP there and they're like, we know they've got they've got their ideas of bits and bits and bobs. Like, what, do you realise what we can, you know, what we can bring to to Such community? Unique space, isn't it? Isn't it lovely? Amazing. So you know, that's the sort of yeah. And then people are going to travel, aren't they? The, the the vision for while everyone you can watch the space. We'll share with the news. Yes. Okay. Advice for younger self. Then, what advice would you give? What, younger Tash. My younger Tash. Um, be brave enough to genuinely listen to what you love. What nice. lights you up. And that, I think, especially especially today, is really difficult for young people because they're bombarded all the time with, and this, and this, and what you should like, what you should do. And mm. I've fallen into that a hundred times over. So oh, that's a really lovely question, a really lovely question, because if you can nail it earlier, <laughs> early, not in the mid, you know, yeah. mid forties, if Same. you can nail it way back when, and be, it would build more inner strength, resilience, um, and so then inner happiness, inner, inner peace. happiness, peace. To be able to say, no, this be my true self, be my true, be my true me. Well, I think we've probably just touched on a lot of this then. But what, as a final question, yeah. life advice to throw out there then to kind of 
the world, women, men, old, young, um, is it still the same? Just to kind of, I would say that, that yeah. was, that's, that's the, the thing that I would say to any, not just a, you know, a woman embarking on a, a journey, but any, just anybody at all, child, grown up, you know, a hundred year old, you know, always, uh, try as much as you can to be, um, honest with yourself. Cause that's not always easy. No. Um, and yeah, truly listen to what lights you up. Yeah. What you bring into the world, you know, your unique, your unique gifts, because everybody is a, has a superpower, you know, and just trying to tap into what your superpower is. Yeah. Gosh, thank you very much, Tash. You're welcome. You've been amazing. <laughs> so lovely to meet you. Thank you so much for inviting me to talk with you. It's been a real pleasure. If you would like to hear more about this chat, see some behind-the-scenes pics and some personal profile pics, plus read about how to get started in this industry and or this role, then please go and support us on Patreon. The link is on this podcast page and across all of our socials. Sincere thanks in advance.